Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender. Football, Ball. football, it's up for grabs. It's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown. And now, here is your host, Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, you can read me on Bleacher Report, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher. He is Will Blackman, NFL vet, Super Bowl champ. You can find him on Twitter at Will Blackman. All right. Really quick. So, what? You know, you know I always got something in the beginning, right? Yes, you do. Always. Yes. So I've been thinking like so I play basketball Tuesday nights, you know that. Everybody knows that. And it's Anybody you know, who it's cool. the podcast it's, is it's well cool. aware of that. Yes. It's yes, it's cool, it's competitive. But I did I did get asked earlier this year if I wanted to partake in that that uh professional flag league that really? they televise. Yeah. Like a couple of guys hit me up to join their team. And I'm like, man, if I did that though, I would have to, I would have to train because I'm not trying to be out there, get myself messed up. So I'm like, what? But also, uh-huh. this is new. I I got an inquiry for the XFL. <laughs> you did. I, I did. So I'm like, man, it, that'd be it'd be fun. It'd be fun, but I don't know. And they have a team in L.A., right? They have a team in L.A., and I know the head coach, too. Who's the L.A.? I know Jonathan Hayes is the St. Louis coach. Bob Stoops is the Dallas coach. Who's the L.A. coach? Winston Moss. Is it really? Yeah. I should have known that. Why? I just should have. I, I, I looked up their head coaches the other day. Uh, Jeff Zorn is in that mix. Jim. What did I say? Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, I'm Jim Zorn. I know it's Jeff. <laughs> um, Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton. I think he's the DC coach. Uh, Kel- Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride. I was with him in New York. Uh huh. So. Do you know you- Jonathan Hayes well? Do you know him at all? I'm. I met him uh, because I got to know his his son Jackson, who got drafted okay. by the Pelicans, who was the most exciting player that I saw at summer league. He, he was. was that dude has got around. some bounce. 
he was not messing around. No, it was he 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 actually I talked to him afterward, and when he slapped the backboard and got the T, see he, he because of he was traded by the the Hawks. He was actually the Hawks draft pick. He had to wait a couple days to for that okay. deal to be completed and to sign his deal, and as a result, he missed. He couldn't play right away, and he was just frothing. And so he told the coaches, he goes, "Look, I might get a tech the first time I dunk the ball." <laughs> and indeed, he did. So what are you thinking? You got all these offers. You got people that are that are trying to pull you away from the podcast. What's so what what? Oh no, the podcast lives on, my friend. Okay, okay, good. The podcast Just never dies. Want to make sure because in our own here. Say if I did, you know, I can give you updates. Mm. <laughs> Boots on the ground. Boots on the yes. ground. XFL updates. I'd look forward to that. Uh, so, but seriously though, are you are you considering any of these options? Would you play? No, I, no idea. Brand new. No idea. When do you have to make a decision? I, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> so all I said, all I said was, "Hmm." I never said like, "Oh yeah." Someone just told me the most powerful word you can say is no. And and my it's, thought was, okay, when then when you say no, like, <laughs> then what happens? What if they no. What if they just go, okay, moving on? Then that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's I guess oh. it's a, it depends on why you're saying no. All right, what 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 was the all? Don't tell me you just Nothing. saw the the video of the of the little puppy climbing into the baby's. No, I'm not at all like that. Oh. All right. Well, having you watch videos and me waiting for a response is not good podcast work. I'm not so watching we'll videos. It, we'll it's it authentic. Rolling. It's authentic. What what was the awe? Oh, your boy Dave from Fox just hit me up. Oh, Dave Quello. Yeah. Yeah. He is a he is a good follow on Twitter. He's a he's sneaky great. good follow on he's Twitter. Sneaky, even yes, his he, image, even his profile picture is sneaky. Right? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, we have a lot to get to, and we, we haven't have gotten to any of it yet. To. We do, yeah. So first of all, I got to ask you, since we're on the Will Blackman tour, Rhode Island. You go back to Rhode Island. You hold some camps. I'm watching the reaction on social media. It's like the 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 favorite son has returned home. The prodigal, the prodigal son, son has returned home. And what was that like for you? When was the last time you'd been back to Rhode Island? I go back every year around that time. Okay. What, what, was, what is it like for you to go home? Because I know what it's like for me. I wonder what it's like for you. Um, it, it's cool because that's my. Ch- I live on the West Coast. My, all my family's back east, so it's the one chance for me to go home. And I always, I always miss, you know, where I grew up, you know, I always miss that. Every, Rhode Island's so small, so I have like a memory at every corner pretty much, hmm. you know, so it's cool to go back there. Uh, the high school I went to, it was, it was funny when my wife and I were first together, she didn't understand that why I was close with my former professors. You know, she was like, what do you mean your teacher came over to drop something off? Like, that, like that's super weird. We're yeah. adults now. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, that's the kind of school I went to. It was it was a community type of school. You know, it was a family. So I love going back there. Everyone's still there. I'm best friends with, you know, all the all the teachers and my uh, brother's still there, my sister, my dad. So it's just cool to come home and reconnect. Well, wait a minute. You had professors in high school? I mean, yeah, we had, well, we had some professors. We call them professors. 
We did. I, we didn't have any professors. I we went to a college. We I went to a college school. prep school. I did. I went to a public college prep school too. Public. Oh wow! Okay. But you Just, went to Dart. You went to Dartmouth. Yes, I did. I ended up. <laughs> they filled. They, they were filling a Midwestern quota, and they needed a. Uh, they needed a soccer player from Ohio. That's how I ended up getting it. A, a, a soccer playing, piano playing, Midwestern boy. That's what they needed. Okay. So, I, the thing for me is when I go back, first of all, living in California, the whole kind of culture is different. It is different. Yes. And that's always kind of a shock to the system. And it, I also, everything just feels so small. I Right. I feel like I never left. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, not, not, that, not that I never left. But like nothing has truly changed, mm. you know. So when I go back, I can go back to the same stores, the same owners are there. I can go back to the same place, the same people are still there doing the same thing. Yeah, which is which is good. Which I like when I visit it because it reminds me. But I, I wish people were more. Maybe that's because I'm in California. Everyone's so forward thinking, and, and yes, you know, there's a new building, there's a new store every exactly transformative, transactional, all of that stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. All right. The I want to I want to get to we touched a little bit on summer league. Your impression of Zion Williamson with the little bit that we saw him before the earthquake hit. <laughs> um, I mean, I I think he's a, he's as advertised. He's he's gonna be one one of if not you know the most athletic guy on the court. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, now it's gonna be a matter of teams are gonna start game planning him and try to get him frustrated and make him do something else. But I he, he but I think stylistically he reminds me of Charles Broccoli. Well, and right and and he, he took that to heart apparently because even his weight was he was not in shape. He, right. I've said it I my my son had the line which I've repeated several times and uh, I think this is the last time that I'll actually give him credit for it. Now I'm just going to start using it as my own. He said Zion is not in basketball shape. He's a basketball shape, which I thought was he's up. He's round. <laughs> yes, very clever line. But the the in fact he may have even, my son may have even said that on I had him on the podcast uh, a week or so ago. The, well, he's been on a, he's been on a world tour since he got drafted. Yeah, no, no, no. He's and and probably didn't work out for the draft. Didn't have to work out for anybody. Did some one on one, one on one. That man knew he was going to be no one pick. Everybody yes, knew it. Exactly. So I, I I get where he was out of shape. I also get where they shut him down right away because not only do you risk injury, but you also risk embarrassment. And this is the number one pick, and he's supposed to be great. And if he can't live up to that in summer league because he's out of shape, then the pressure on him going into the season would be even greater and it would be a negative for the, the, the Pelicans and their advertisement of of having Zion. So I understand why they shut him down. Uh, it Summer League has become interesting just because teams now, it used to be teams utilized it to really get their top picks ready. Now it's not even that. Guys will come in and maybe play a game or two, and then they they mothball them, and it's a matter of we're just filling out the rest of our roster. I almost feel as if, in some ways, it's more 
more training for the coaches who get a chance to be head coaches and sit in that hot seat. No, I agree. I agree. But that's what it is. I would say that simply because um, there are times in preseason where the head coach would give the keys to the coordinator or he'll give the keys to an assistant like, hey, you call it this game. You call it this game. It's, they, they train them, yep. you know. Yep. Um, also, too, for basketball, something not only train uh, your assistants, but you're also training the, the bottom of your of your bench, of your depth chart. Right. You right. know, you want to you you get a true you already know what the top guys can do, you know, and it's like, OK, let's see what they can do here. But you're really evaluating the other guys that you picked up. I thought this was very smart of the San Antonio Spurs. They had a guy who was a 29 year old point guard has been playing overseas, played like 18 games with the Atlanta Hawks, but basically has been playing overseas. 29 is ancient for Summer League. But he was the consummate floor leader. He's only 6'1", 170 pounds or so, but he could get wherever he needed to on the floor. He could orchestrate everything. And I thought it was he actually... Was, he was seasoned, right? Yeah, Josh Majette is his name. And he's an American, but has been playing overseas, was undrafted. But I thought it was so smart of the Spurs to have a guy who was a true floor general to be able to see what their other pieces could do. Because once you get to the regular season and you have Derek White or you have DeJounte Murray, you're going to have a guy in that position um, to have somebody to see, okay, let's give them a real point guard. Let's not put them with another with a point guard who's trying to make his mark in summer league as well. Let's use a guy that's going to mirror what they're going to play with if they if they make the roster. And then we'll get a sense of, can these guys play off a guy who knows what he's doing out there? I'll be interested to see if more teams do it, but I thought it was really clever of the Spurs to do that. Because the flip side is, you know, the Knicks got a lot of value out of having R.J. Barrett play a lot of point guard. It was a great experience for him. And playing with Mitchell Robinson and they get to know each other a little bit but if you're looking at some of the other guys that you're trying to figure out can they play well playing with RJ Barrett while he's trying to figure out playing point guard I'd say the same thing for Kobe White with the Chicago Bulls like they're trying to figure out how to be NBA point guards that limits really being able to see what other guys can do if they're playing with a high level point guard so I'll be interested to see moving forward if if anybody follows the Spurs model because I thought it was it was very advanced for them to take that approach. No surprise that San Antonio would have that. Uh, speaking of San Antonio, Kawhi Leonard, we haven't had a chance to discuss this. Haven't I really discussed it on the podcast a whole lot. And I wanted to approach it from this uh, aspect. We've talked about him going to the, the Clippers, obviously. But it's more the recruiting Paul George and Paul George leaving Oklahoma City a year into signing a max deal. Then I'm curious about your view of, in context with a guy leaving one situation, going to another, players really, I mean, as, as overt as we've seen it, and Kawhi Leonard did this. Maybe he may have trumped LeBron James in LeBron James uh, coordinating things because LeBron was at least in concert with Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade and going to Miami. And then when he went back to Cleveland, it was it was making good with well that was a unique situation. He was going back because he had to make good with with where he came from. 
What do you make of the power move that Kawhi Leonard made and Paul George joining and being and acquiescing to the power move that Kawhi Leonard wanted to make? I feel I feel like um well well Kawhi's always been making power moves, no pun intended, just like his his career, you know what he's been doing. And I think the move for Paul George, I feel like he's always been trying to get back to LA. Hmm. I don't I but I feel like he's one of those guys that I would like to beat LeBron. Sure. No doubt. You know, I I, I feel like he's in that category where I I don't want to join him. I want to I want to be able to defeat him. Yeah. And I I feel like this was a situation where he he wanted to do that. Well, you know. This goes back to a piece that I wrote midway through last season. The one, remember the one that had KD talking about the toxic environment? Right, right. Like, around yeah, that and the fanboys and all that stuff. Yes. And, the, and the, the, the essence of that piece was really about how LeBron's a victim of his own success and his own stardom because anybody who goes to join him, if you win, it's because of LeBron. And if you lose, it's because of you. And you, you exactly. know as a comparable star that you're going in to be the second banana at best. And that guys just aren't willing to do that at this stage. And and maybe they were never willing to do it. I mean, the only time it really happened is with Dwayne Wade, who they already had an existing relationship. Kyrie Irving was already in Cleveland. He didn't have a choice. And he left as soon as he could because... He, too, didn't want to play in that shadow. And Kawhi Leonard, for all his success, doesn't cast the same shadow whatsoever. You know, it's more of an equal platform. I feel like, you're right. I feel like the true competitors want to go their own, want to go do their own thing. Yes. Well, but so here's the thing. Do you see that, whether it's KD following Kyrie to Brooklyn, or it's Paul George saying, yeah, Kawhi, I'll join you in L.A. with the Clippers, aren't they, in a way, kind of taking a back seat, whether they intend to or not? Aren't they being you, followers you- rather than leaders? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can look at it as taking a back seat, or you can look at it as teaming up to defeat LeBron <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to make sure he never gets another title. Yeah, that's it's kind of it's the mold now. It's it's what it's what they want. You know, it's it's like I always compare it to a new wave. You know, in the NFL, everyone now wants to get a young quarterback that can start right now who's not expensive and then they spend money elsewhere in the whole entire roster that's kind of the new wave now you got baker mayfield you got patrick mahomes you got all these quarterbacks you know you you got golf still on his rookie deal Wentz just got paid but you got all these guys who are young and they can pay everybody else around them and that's that's the wave that's going on right now and that's i feel like right now it's it's nba jam in the nba it is it's it's, it's a two-man game yeah how how much recruiting is there in the NFL? Uh, there, I would say there's not much because players don't have much leverage. Yeah, 
you know, it's, it's, it's not, you, you can say, you can help, you know, it's more so like the, if there's a player that a team really, really wants, for example, the Redskins really wanted Josh Norman. Okay. And, you know, they brought him in and D'Angelo Hall took him around. <laughs> hung out with him, you know. I mean, they they, they ended up... It's like a uh, recruiting visit. Yeah, they signed him early, but yeah, it's based on, hey, I'll help you get this guy here. As opposed to players hitting somebody else like, hey, come on, come on, do this, come on, do this, you know. But it also depends where you are. It's, it's, it's very, very hard to... Tell a guy, hey, come join me in Green Bay. Right. How much is there of players going to management, going to the GM, going to the coach and saying, hey, you should go get this guy. I worked out with this guy or I know this guy from a previous situation where you might have to go through the team to make it happen. But, I mean, I don't know. The sense that I get is players don't have a whole lot of wherewithal to influence the decisions by a team. But I... I wonder if they, you know, there are situations where certain players can put a bug in management's ear, and it ends up resulting in a guy joining the band. Um, it, it's it's very very difficult. I feel like it's funny. I've recommended like, hey, what about this guy? What about this guy when I play? And I feel like now that I'm outside the league, that I get, I have uh, my word is more powerful now that I'm not playing. <laughs> huh. I did. A player got released. A couple of guys got released this offseason. And, you know, for okay, for example, I'll, I'll give you a name. DJ Swearinger, he got released. Mm-hmm. Two two GMs text me right away. How was DJ? What do you think about him? Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, how much of that is because of why he got released? A lot of it is why. They want to know the person. Yeah. So it's like, if I want to know the person, let me hit somebody up who knows him personally. Right. right. You know? So... So if DJ Swearinger doesn't get a job, are we blaming Will Blackman or? No, he has a job. He got he went back to Arizona. Oh, that's right. I take that back. You were right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, nothing to do with me, man. <laughs> I'll try to put that on me. Bro. So you took so you took care of him. You got no, I didn't do anything. Nah, no, he went back to where he was. I didn't take care of him. He knew the GM there. Okay, so you had you had no influence on. I him had whatsoever. nothing to do with that at all. No check is in the mail when it comes. No to check is in the mail. Fair enough. All right, but I just I did speak highly of him. Do you unequivocally like that players, NBA players, are controlling things the way they are? Or is there, I mean, Paul George signing up, signing the max, pledging allegiance to Oklahoma City and Russ Westbrook, and then the second a better situation comes along, he's rolling out and he's going back to LA. Is welcome, there any part of you that the, has an issue with that? Hell no. Welcome to the business of sports. Yeah. I learned and I found out very, very early that the organization is going to do what's best for the organization, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. It don't care. It doesn't matter what, was what the, you've what done. What was the lesson? What was the first lesson in that that you had? I can't think of – I can't pinpoint one in particular off the top of my head, but I just, I just know that there have been situations where um, – you know, if there's a contract dispute, despite how good the person was for the team, despite how, uh, you know, loyalty or whatever it did in the community, how much people love them, it's like, hey, financially, we want to move on to this different situation. We're ready to go ahead and do something else. Hmm. Regardless, we have plans. We have plans. 
you know. Okay. Just you know, despite I mean, we can we can we can say the far situation. They had planned. They were ready to play Aaron. We just went to the NFC Championship game. What far? And yeah, he threw a pick. We lost. And they were like, all right, we're ready for Aaron. He's been waiting. We're ready to go. Move on. They, they weren't. They weren't wrong. That wasn't. That wasn't a result of the pick, though. That was a. That, I would think that that plan was already in place, regardless of how far you no, guys it, went yeah, or what it happened. Wasn't, no, it wasn't in the result of the pick. I think they were hoping that we were going to win the Super Bowl so that he can go and run to the sunset after winning two. Right. Right. So the plan was, yeah, the plan was already in place, pick or not. Yeah. You know. I feel like so much of this that that's the case, whether it's the NFL or the NBA. I like players, but I I appreciate players for having power. You know, I would say you know one of the power moves was, you know, back in the early '90s when Dion was a free agent. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's highly sought after. He can go where he can go wherever he wanted, and then. I look at actually, you know, what was interesting is that let me change that story. That's what I thought when he left San Francisco. Hmm. But I did a I did an Under Armour camp with him in in March, and he told a story where he thought he was going to come back and get an extension with the Niners after that season. Here's my point: they just went to the Super Bowl. He won Defensive Player of the Year in like nine games or wherever he played. Right, and he said he found out he was out eating. He didn't hear, he didn't get a call or anything about a contract. He looked on TV and some guy was wearing 21. That's how he found out he was not Wait going a minute, back. 21 where? On the Niners. I know, but I mean, in, he what, was in, a, in an OTA or? Yeah, in a, like a mini camp or whatever, OTA or something like that. Wow. Somebody was out there weighing his number. Wow. And, that, and that's when he found out he's not going back to San Francisco. Wow. He said, I, he said, I couldn't believe it. That is no crazy. Call, right? No call. That was his best season ever. There has to be more to that story. No. Nah, there did. has he, to he be. Said, he said, I didn't get a call or nothing, and not anything. He said, so I, you, he said, you damn right I went to Dallas. <laughs> if it was anybody else, I would say, Wow. With Dion, I gotta think he said something. He did something where. What? what like what though? I don't know. I don't know. But you you come you come and I mean, deliver. Come on. You, you go, come. And I know. Deliver? No, 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 no. I know that. But if you just hand his number to somebody else, that is we've moved on and we planned on moving on. That That's isn't. Not... We made it. You know, we we're sizing up our roster and. What it's going to cost and all that. He, That's okay. like, I don't know how they felt or whatever they did, but he took it as the ultimate disrespect. Why he's like, I'll go to Dallas. He said, I had no idea. Now it's different. For example, recently the Felix kid who just signed with Atletico, yeah, uh, Atletico Madrid. When they signed him, they immediately gave him Griezmann's number, right? Because Griezmann left and went to Barcelona, right? Well, that was so, that was a statement. That was a statement. Yeah, F you. I'm going to give your number. I don't care what you've done. I'm giving your number away. Right. Immediately. Right. Right. Because you're going to go to Barca. Crazy. Good point. Thank you for mixing a little bit of soccer in there. Yeah, well done. You know, you know. By the way, just as an aside, I started off the podcast by talking about my, uh, my son, and we're going to wrap up by talking about my daughter. She has a driver's license. She's, she is driving. And here's... Here's the thing. Here's here's the story behind it. So, 
I took her to to get the test, right? And and she was so nervous. So we went early and we were driving around the neighborhood and I took her out to drive along the ocean and she started to turn the wrong way down a one-way street. And that really freaked her out. I said, look, you've, you, you caught it in time. You recognize you were going the wrong way. There's the, there was no signage that would tell you that it was a one-way street, but it, was, it had the exact opposite effect. It only made her more nervous right before she took her test because she was, she was terrified that she was not going to pass it, and she desperately wanted to be able to drive on her own. So as, as did her brother because those two are like, they're in cahoots a little bit right now is the <laughs> sense that I get. But in any case, we go for her to take the test and we have an appointment at two o'clock and it's 2.25 and we're still waiting for, her, for the, the instructor to show up to jump in the car and take her. And so, <laughs> so I, and it's hot down in Santa Cruz, Capitola, and we got the windows down and I go, this is bleeped up. And just as I say that, I look out the window and the instructor is right there. And I'm thinking, God damn it. So I see him and I go, do you need me to get out of the car? And he's like, yeah. So I get it. I'm, I, I, like there's an attitude I'm getting off of the instructor. And maybe Absolutely. Heard, heard what I just said. And I'm, I feel I feel bad. But, but the, the, what the, you made an appointment at 2 o'clock. It's 2.25. Come on now. In any event. And it's the DMV. You're not supposed to be happy at the DMV. So yes, you I, I are. Actually, Change it up. I actually found the DMV very entertaining. Anyway, I get out of the car, and I now I'm trying to be gracious. I'm like, "Where do you, should I just wait inside? What do you need me to do?" He goes, "He goes, yeah." He goes, "You Rick?" I go, yeah. He goes, "Big fan." <laughs> and, <laughs> and the way he said it <laughs> was was. I used to be a big fan, but after hearing what you had to say, I think you're blankety blank. Anyway, so then my daughter is thinking, oh, great, dad, you screwed it up. Now the instructor is going to be, he's either, either as a fan, he's going to make sure that I pass or because of what you said, there's no way that I'm going to pass. Fraught with tension and drama. In any event, she got her, she got her license now she's rolling around on her own. And Why so much drama with you? I don't know. I don't, you know what? I need a vacation. It's I, it's not always this way. I think you can attest to that. For the better part of the year, it has. It's not. It's not that way, or it hasn't been that way. It's just lately, last couple months, a lot of drama. I'm telling you, you and Ryan. Oh, oh! Don't put me in that camp. You guys are okay? you in the same the, camp. Dude. No, the only reason that you I have the same received camp. any sort of grief. Go back and check it. The grief that I received because I said KD was going to leave the Warriors and he was going to New York. Guess what? He went to New York. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You guys are so – he didn't go – He not the team you thought. Look, originally back in April, I said – and I was that's asked, saying, you, 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 you think it's a Ryan, done deal? You that and Ryan April. were like these – you guys are so petty. You can go – you can look in May. You can look in June. Anytime I was asked on uh, Undisputed – or on Colin's show, or you name it, and they asked me where he's going, I said, he's going to New York. And I remember Skip Bayless asking this question clearly. He said, which team? And I said, I don't know. It's a battle between the two. 
as it was down to the wire. Down to the wire, KD was still trying to recruit Kawhi Leonard to go to New York with him because he knew New York was not going to sign Kyrie and KD didn't want to go anyplace by himself. Kawhi was trying to recruit KD. Listen, you don't got to explain yourself. That's what I mean. You and Ryan, you guys get so sensitive to explain yourselves. He had a tweet today. He said, I'd rather be unpopular and respected for speaking my truth than to be liked. If a friend can't handle your truth, they were never a friend to begin with. I did see that. He's so, he's so sensitive. I am not sensitive in the You public. are sensitive. I'm just, I know, just with you. Just with me? Yeah. I feel like I need to explain myself. <laughs> Why'd you have to point like that, like a grumpy old man, too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just went like this. I just pointed. What are you drinking? It's orange juice out of a Ninja Turtle cup. <laughs> I'm used to usually seeing you with a wine a goblet wine. and Merlot. Speaking of wine, yes. NFL wine guy. What? That's me. I have a new handle on social on Twitter and Instagram called NFL Wine Guy. Okay. That is my I am now a personal wine concierge. So if there are anybody out there who are looking for high end wine, I am your guy. I can get it for you. That is that's, legit. That's NFL Wine Guy, W I N E. And we're going to get Ryan Hollins a new uh, handle. And it's going to be NBA Wine Guy, W H I N E. Damn, slander on the Buker and Blackman. Yes, pod. I had to. I had to because he's not here. So I can slander him. All right. That does it for this episode. I think we've covered enough in this episode. Yeah. So this weekend, I'll be taking off. I'll be, I will be back, though, in time to record. Okay. But I've been invited to coach at Deion Sanders Prime 21 Camp in Dallas. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's, you know, that's, you know, that's my other idol besides Barry Sanders. You know, it's him. So speaking of Dion, I'll be hanging out with him. But yes, but we, but I and also do, I, on our next pod, I want to catch, I want to talk about these Madden ratings. Yes. Look, look at this. Look at all the players complaining and going crazy about it. I think Keaton now might have the funniest one. Yeah. These, no, guys, these guys are pissed. We will definitely hit that, but we have to do it because I'm going on vacation next week for a couple days. So we have to figure out when we can get that in. Uh, but we will, we will figure that out. And we will hit that. We will hit that. And I'll be on the herd Thursday. Oh, making an FS1 appearance. <laughs> My man, Will Blackman. Yeah. Love it. Tune in. That's Thursday. Is that what you said? Yeah. Check him out. All right. In the next podcast, it will be another episode. You've asked for it. You get it. Another episode of Buker, Friendless, and... I'll give you some insight into what is going on with the max signage and the issues that have been created for a host of teams. You're a fan. You're excited because your team signed a guy to a max, uh, max contract. Just because he signed a max contract doesn't make him a max player. And if you look around, max contracts and the players that have got them have not been exactly in favor for the most part. We'll dig into that subject as well as get into some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on the KD injury and what went down with the Warriors. I've got some fresh info on that front. All of that will be in the next podcast. Don't forget to rate us. Plenty of you have, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, 
iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, leave us a rating. And then if you want to be eligible for prizes, screenshot that review and send it to at Buker Friends and you will be eligible. In the meantime, for Will and myself, as always, thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.